Hey everybody, I'm Tim. And I'm Dean. And we're the hosts of Talking Back. We're a retro-based podcast covering movies, comics, video games, and more. Check us out every Monday where we hit the rewind button and dig into some of our favorite content from the past. We like to keep things fun, lighthearted, and informative. Do you feel like you need more nostalgia in your life? Then check out Talking Back. We're available everywhere podcasts are found. The Blast from Our Past Network. Hello, welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that watches all of the action movies. Is this an action movie we watched this week? We'll talk about it. Uh, before we get into all of that stuff, uh, I am Dustin and I'm joined by my co-host John. Hey. Unfortunately, we had him back for one episode. He's back in rehab. The house cat, he's having some difficulties, but he'll be back. He'll be back next week. Hopefully. <laughs> Let's cross our fingers out there. Uh... But yeah, we are part of the BFOP network, and what we do is we watch a bunch of action movies, we rank them, they end up on our big list that we've been making, and uh, we'll see where this week's movie, Busting, ends up. Busting. Uh, something. I've been saying busting a lot. Yeah. Well, also a hard movie to find. Hard movie to find. Uh, I think it only got a Blu-ray release recently. Yeah. Um, it was a flop back when it came out, but we'll, we'll talk about the movie in a minute. Uh, what have you been watching this week, John? Uh, not that much. Uh, I watched, oh, I did watch the, um, massive, uh, unbearable weight of massive talent. Oh yeah. So my wife brought it up cause she's seen, there's a Pedro Pascal, um, Nick Cage meme. Zaddy. That's going around. <laughs> what does Zaddy mean? I don't know. Sexy daddy or something like uh, that. Why Zaddy? I have no idea. Man, that word's stupid. <laughs> Apparently, it's a Ty Dolla Sign song. Okay. A sexually attractive man, especially an older one who is fashionable. I'm not a zaddy. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> um. So my, you know, I, there's like this meme going around with when they look at each other in the car. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I've seen a few of them. Yeah. I'll say they're the, high the, and they, the the meme is probably better than that scene. <laughs> Because on its on its own, that's that's just hilarious to see them like. You know, mm-hmm. But uh, I like. I mean, I liked it. Um, it was fun. Do you think that this is like okay? It's fine. Watch it if you're interested. My new thing. If you like Nicolas Cage, watch the movie. Yeah, just watch it for the sake of watching it. There's no, whatever. But um, is is this a a, a type of movie? That can really be done well. Like a meta- where like, a, like it, 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 it's worked in like what like uh, uh, being John Malkovich, right? Yeah, but that's not really about him, right? He's just is in it. He's part of it, but and it's, it's, not, it's not yeah focused on him. And it's worked in like this is the end. No, oh, yeah, yeah. JCVD. Oh yeah, JCVD. Uh, but like, uh, I don't know. I feel like this is kind of like a I nothing's gonna live up to like Nicolas Cage, the movie where a person plays a version of themselves. Yeah, in the movie. but can Nicolas can can the lore of Nicolas Cage ever live up to 
who he really is. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's hard. That's one I question. Mean, and my next question is, who should they do next? <laughs> I don't know. That's tough. I mean, I thought that movie was fun. I it was it was it was a movie where it was like, oh, they really could have done more with this if they wanted to. But at the same time, the parts that I enjoyed, I really enjoyed. Like there was stuff that wasn't the greatest in it. Like yeah. some of the whole, you know, he's an agent by proxy kind of stuff was kind of dumb. Uh, what's his face? Ike Barinholtz like just like disappears from yeah, the movie that's, and stuff. Like, that's, like, Clearly, that's he stuff. had scenes that were cut or something. Well, he's just but dead. He's just dead. Yeah. Um, I feel like there was some edits there, but but that's that part of the plot was like whatever. The plot, the, the part that worked was just Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal just hanging out and being buddies. Like that stuff was so fun. Yeah, I wish that it had been more of just like that. Yeah, and they had to like work in this plot or whatever. That was. I'd rather you know what I'm, this isn't everything just devolves into a rewrite, which <laughs> and they made a movie and it was successful and I don't. And I am doing this in my basement, <laughs> but I kind of would have liked it if it was like he just had to go work a job in a factory and then got <laughs> caught up in like an armed robbery <laughs> and he had to like use his like he had to use like all of his like fucking uh, all the things he's learned along the way. Right. How to dive with two guns in your hand. Yeah, and also, like, he, <laughs> he knows a bunch of, like, he knows a lot of stuff because he's just, like, an eccentric. I liked when he was talking to his young, like, wild at heart version of himself. Yeah, I did too. Jacket <laughs> It was fun. It was, it was a, good stuff. It was a fun movie. It was good. I liked as it. For, as for who they would do in the future, man, that you'd have to think about that. If who's prime. Helen Hunt. <laughs> no, I don't think she's a prime candidate for that. Mm. You want know, someone who, like, the public already has, like, a weird fascination with Goldie Hawn. <laughs> hmm. I think I might have a type. Kurt Russell would be better than <laughs> Kurt Goldie Russell Hawn. would be fun. Uh, yeah. Like in the late, in the early two thousands, it would have been uh, Chuck Norris for sure. They, they missed that train though. Well, also, I mean, I think he probably would have tried to slip a lot of that Christianity in there. <laughs> yeah. You'd have to get that. It's not really in. fun when he's praying all the time. Chuck, we need you to kick some people in the face. Well, now the Lord has me down on my knees. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he really would have hated the immigrant. Like, I just don't think that would have gone well. <laughs> I don't know who could. Uh, Donald Glover? I could see Donald, Donald mm, Glover yeah. doing like a meta thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. Uh, I like that'd it. be an interesting possibility. Anyway, I watched that movie. I watched this other movie. It's like an Amazon Prime special. Okay. Called The Estate. Yeah, I haven't heard of it. Yeah, don't watch it. It's fine. <laughs> Anyone in it of note? Oh, yeah. I've never even heard of this. Well, how much time do you spend on... Uh, on Amazon Prime? Amazon Prime. Not just, a lot. Just scrolling. Not a lot. Uh, Kathleen Turner of Kathleen Turner Overdrive. Holy shit. Yeah, when's the last time she was in a film? Yeah. A while. I'm going to look it up. Well, I do feel like I saw her in something with her super gravelly voice a little while back, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah, she's all Kathleen turner about it in this movie. She's doing the <laughs> Kathleen Turner stuff. V.I. Uh, v. Wachowski? <laughs> do you remember that movie? No, I don't. She was like a private eye. <laughs> uh, that sounds up my alley, though. Uh, oh, was she on like The Good Place? Or the, no, sorry, the, um, 
the good fight or one of those kind of things? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Con- Tony Collette, Anna Ferris, David Duchovny, okay. Rosemary DeWitt, Ron Livingston. Ooh. You know. So a pretty notable cast. Yeah. It's like, um, hmm. I've heard it refer. I've heard it. I read it referred to as a episode, an unfunny episode of it's always sunny in Philadelphia. (laughs) And I kind of get that a little bit, but yeah, there's jerky. They're fucking assholes. Everybody in the movie's an asshole except for Ron Livingston. Who's not really, but kind of, I mean, he's married to a piece of shit. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's fine. It's like an adult comedy. What's that? Like an R. <laughs> yeah, they don't make them anymore. So I guess I watched it so they would maybe make more, but uh, not like this. You're, you're you're taking the hits for the rest of us. Yeah. Well, I. Uh, yeah. If you know what, from now on, I'm just gonna like turn them on and then just walk away. Right. That's the way to go. I don't. I don't have a Samsung <laughs> TV, so it's not watching. Make me. more of these, but uh, hopefully make them better than this. It's from the writer of the honeymoon. From the writer of a few less men. <laughs> Can't say I've heard of that. From the writer of Off the Hook. I don't know what any of these things are. Death no. at a Funeral. Death at a Funeral. That seems familiar. Chris Rock. I think it's a remake of a British oh, film. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, this fucking, this is boring. <laughs> well, let me go through a few things I, uh, I've i been watching. I finished In Search of Darkness Part 3, the six-hour, nearly six-hour uh 80s horror documentary the final part of that was it worth it for me yes uh you know obviously only like really hardcore horror fans nothing they could have trimmed (laughs) like well the whole point of these things was like the first one they kind of hit all the mainstream the big ones you know your nightmare on elm streets and friday the 13th and all that Mm -hmm. and then they were like oh well there was people loved it so let's do another one and then they you know went into a little further and on this one it was like pretty much the gate. All sort of like one, yeah, the gate and like just all one-off kind of extra, like these things that but six didn't hours? necessarily. Like there wasn't like yeah, well, over. Because they, they just hit on every movie and they have different people like talking about why they like it and stuff. <laughs> and they, they show scenes from it and whatever. And then they'll have like little segments between where it's like, uh, okay, so then they did a segment was like talking about Carpenter, Romero, Martin, like, like these. In the third one, they're talking about Carpenter and Romero. Well, it's not that they didn't talk about them before. It's just that they're going a little further in with it. And then they talked about like women directors in, in 80s horror movies. And like they, so they would have these little segments and stuff like that. But uh, I enjoyed it. It's not, it's not something where you're like, man, you've got to see this. But if you're, you know, if you're obsessed of 80s horror movies and you're still sort of like, is there anything out there I don't know about? They went into they did they did a bit of a deep dive on some Asian '80s horror movies, in this one, which was cool because there was ones I never heard of, like Devil Fetus and stuff like that. So it's more uh, movies we, to check out. We watched Devil Fetus. We did not watch Devil yeah, Fetus. Yeah, it's called Basket. <laughs> it's Basket Cakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> arguably also called Devil Fetus. Uh, then I watched Mr. Mom with Michael Keaton. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, Terry Gar. Uh, Never saw it actually. I don't think. I think maybe I saw part of it when I was younger, but I never actually watched the whole thing. Or if I'm, I, I think I'm if getting did, Mr. Mom remember. and Mr. Nanny. Mr. Nanny's Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. He's in a tutu. Yes. He's doing like a ballerina pose. Yeah, you got it. Nailed it. Uh, Mr. Mom. Uh, Michael Keaton loses his job. His wife gets a job, and so he has to stay home. 
be a, be the mom, take care of the kids, you know, that silly idea. <laughs> Mr. Hughes made this film? Sorry? Mr. H- John Hughes. Uh, no, I don't think, no, it's not a John Hughes. Well, it's directed by him, so. No, no, it's not. It's directed by a guy named Stan Dragotti. Oh, I'm sorry, he wrote it. Oh, is it Hughes written? Okay. Don't fucking come, don't come at me. Well, you said the wrong thing, John. Don't come at me with that heat. (laughs) Let's agree that we're both wrong. I just, I'm watching the trailer right now. He just put breast milk into his. There you go. And his cereal or whatever. (laughs) And his his coffee. coffie. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Terry. Um, This is, this is fine. It's, uh, it's not particularly hilarious. How's Martin Mull watchable? He's the jerk boss who comes on to Michael Keaton's wife. Great jerk boss. Yeah. He's good in it. Um. It's fine. It's something. It's totally watchable. It's not. It's not gonna, you know, make you laugh in hysterics or anything, but it's watchable. Uh, then I watched Sick, this rel- relatively new slasher, that was written by Kevin Williamson, who wrote Scream and Yeah, I know what you did last summer. I've. This is like a. This is a Peacock movie. Yeah, it came out on Peacock, a uh, slasher movie uh, that takes place during the pandemic. Uh, so there's some little sort of. Well, yeah, it starts out with just some little asides about that kind of stuff, mask wearing and whatnot. Bunch uh, of cucks. <laughs> well, the the weird thing is the movie doesn't really have a clear point of view on that stuff. Like, there's some funny stuff that makes fun of kind of both angles in it, but you don't know exactly what their thoughts on it are. This is um, this is like this is the film that's gonna bring America together. Yeah, <laughs> in their like, love for slash. Everybody's gonna be like. <laughs> Can we just put, guys... Let's put this all aside. Put it all aside. Okay, you know what? I <laughs> fucked up. You fucked up. I masked. You, bygones, you killed some people by coughing on them. Yeah, well, I can't say a lot about the the reveal of the killer in this because it it, it plays into all that stuff. I'm guessing a it's a... Way. Is it a lab leak? Was no, it a lab no. leak from China? Was it a, was it a Wuhan <laughs> no, nothing lab like leak? That, isn't it? Uh, but because st- I was gonna say, then it does have a definite <laughs> position it's taken. Yeah, no, none of that. The uh, the stock and slash stuff though is really well executed here. Uh, the guy who directed it did this movie called Alone that I watched a couple years ago that I really liked as well. Um, so those those parts totally work really well. Uh, it doesn't look great. It looks like your typical straight to streaming kind of shitty visual thing, but but it is shot well in that. Like things are staged really well. That's cool. I mean, I'm glad that. I mean, I, I we don't really get Peacock here in Canada. No. So I mean, it. I'm. I. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about all these different streaming services. <laughs> well, there's just so fucking many of them. It's getting ridiculous. yeah. Because like my favorite show right now is on Peacock. It's just now it just became available in Canada. But Poker Face. So it's like I'm really glad they're doing stuff. But then it's like, fuck, I got to shell like 10 bucks more a month, which, you know, it t- on its own, 10 bucks doesn't seem like that much. No, but if you're subscribed to like seven different fucking I just found services. out that I'm paying for Netflix. Yeah. And my fucking uh, my cable provider. I'm also paying for it through that. You're paying two different Netflix. Subscriptions? I, yeah, I just found like I just realized. Yeah. Jesus. I'm paying like five dollars a month on my television subscription extra for netflix what the fuck so i guess i gotta ca- i gotta cancel netflix anyway yeah i mean it's getting to that point do you remember when netflix america was so awesome that we would like yeah. use a vpn to watch it <laughs> i do and now i bet you there's americans using the vpn oh my goodness <laughs> to watch other countries shit yeah 
Did you watch uh, that Chris Rock stand up? No, no. Did you see the see the. I'm kind of curious to see the end. I saw the stuff end when he part. goes off. Yeah, he seems not over it. <laughs> I would say. Uh, I would say. Now I'm not a comedic expert, um, but he seems very, very angry still. Yeah, and wow. not in like a he's laughing at it. Right. He's like as in like he's right. seething. <laughs> well, I mean that's not the worst place for a comedian to be coming from necessarily. No, no it's fine. I mean, like man, do you? He's still the victim in all this. Mm-hmm. Well, there's and a lot of chatter about how he, how terrible his jokes were, and like how he's such a bad person for saying those things about Will Smith. Oh, I've been like seeing a now? lot. Of, yeah, I've been seeing a lot oh, of stuff on the internet. All that shit <laughs> about that. Will Smith fucking slapped him yeah. at the biggest one of the biggest like spectacles. I like, think a lot of people took you. issue. What was the joke? He said he watched uh, Emancipation just to see Will Smith getting whipped or something. It's like funny. That. It is funny. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Let me tell you how jokes work, people. Okay, first of all, <laughs> it's subvert. It's subvert. It doesn't matter. Uh, no, he seems like fucking mad though. He hates. He hates Jada. Yeah, he still has the thing for Jada. Hey, where he he's fucking going in on hates her. her guts. I mean, but at the same time. If, oh, uh, my new thing is I'm I'm picking sides in beefs. Okay, what do you so got? In, what do you got? Um, I, I there's a new beef. I don't really know what it's about, but it involves Selena Gomez and mm. Haley Bieber. Right. I saw. Now, something I don't know that. what Haley Bieber does, other than be married to Justin <laughs> Bieber, and I'm not trying to diminish her work. I just don't know. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm, but no matter what, I'm Team Selena on this. Like I'm ride or die Selena. <laughs> Oh, absolutely! I've seen her. In, I've seen her in one thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she wins. And she that. wins. I just think. I mean, that, the other the other person is associated with Justin Bieber, so like automatically that takes you down a few pegs. You shouldn't say that. Justin Bieber has a medical condition. <laughs> We're not allowed. People are going to come after us now. Yeah, come at us. Yeah, just start, like they'll have to start listening to the show. But <laughs> they'll, yeah, it's not they'll, they'll hear about it. It's going to get leaked. <laughs> Yeah, Some anyway, so in Canada. Yeah, so I've taken sides. So if there's any beefs out there you want to tell us about, I will take a side. Yeah, let us know about your beefs. I will probably not do any research into it, but I will take <laughs> I will take sides and beefs. Arbitrarily choose a side. Now I will also settle beefs. So if you have any beefs that you want settled, mm, send us court. an email. Oh. I will settle your beef. Judge John. Squash and beefs. I'm not a ju- no, not <laughs> judge, more like arbitrator. <laughs> The arbitrator. We got to find a hook for this, you know. Like, we'll workshop it. Okay. We'll get okay. Into it. So Hold anyway, I, my, my my so just for reference, yeah. Selena Gomez. Yeah. She beats Haley Bieber. And Chris Rock. Chris Rock beats Will Smith. Well, I'd say I'm this, with is, you on these. this is this is more like a like celebrity death match. This is a this is a two versus one <laughs> match. This is a Jada. Actually, it's the whole oh, family. Oh, it's still, it's Willows there. Mixed tag. The other kid is there. The other kid. Oh yeah, you got to get rid of that other kid, Jaden. Yeah, he's there. They are like they have like Scientology powers. <laughs> Chris Rock just has a microphone. He's got all the strippers from like the Champagne Room from when we were younger <laughs> from his comedy records. <laughs> Jeez. But Chris Rock, I got him in this beef. Yeah, I'll take Chris Rock just because he used to be very funny. <laughs> I think he's probably still probably. Well, he's still definitely a lot funnier than anybody you know. Or he's, certainly, us. he's certainly funnier than Will Smith. Um, Have you seen After Earth? I did see After Earth. Yeah, I did. 
It's fucking hilarious, dude. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you got a good point. I did watch one other movie. I watched House Sitter from 1992, starring Steve Sinbad? Martin. No. Your girl, Goldie Hawn. Oh, I love Goldie Hawn. <laughs> Dana Delaney, a uh, bunch of other people, Donald Moffat. Um, Donald Moffat, of course, you know from what? Uh, I'm terrible with names. <laughs> What's this guy right here? Come on. The Thing? Well, yeah, he's in The Thing. But you're supposed to say Trapped in Paradise. Oh, he's the, he's the, um, yeah, sorry. It's a, it's an old black and white photo. <laughs> it's, he's the bank manager. He is the bank manager. But uh, yeah, I, I should know his name. Uh, yeah, so House Sitter, uh, Frank Oz directed this. Oh. Interesting. Do you think he ever. Interesting directing Do you think career. he ever directs in, like, the Yoda voice? I hope so. They're like, okay, well, give me another one, Frank. I'm going to try to get it good in this take. And he said, do or do not. There is no try. And the act, Steve Martin's like, I wish he would just fucking just stop. Can he just stop? I'm I'm, I'm exhausted. It's 11 o'clock at night. Did I'm you ever? See, did you ever see this movie, House Sitter? No, this is one of those movies I remember though. Yeah, from like when I was younger. Um. So yeah, Goldie Hawn. He he. Steve Martin breaks up with. Uh, his girlfriend, he proposes to her. She turns him down. He had built this. He's an architect. He built this like fancy house for them to live out in the country. Uh, he meets Goldie Hawn. She's a waitress. He has a one night stand with her. He tell he had told her about the house and stuff. She decides she's going to go move into his house and pretend to be his wife. She starts like buying all his furniture, meets his parents, all this stuff. Uh, and his like all these elaborate stories about them. And then he comes along and it's like, what the hell's going on? She's living there and all this. And so then they do this thing where they're doing a ruse. So that's going to help him hopefully get back together with Dana Delaney. And she'll get whatever she's getting out of this arrangement. Okay. It's a weird movie. She's basically a, a total sociopath in the movie. It's great. But of course, it's one of those things where he falls in love with her. Oh, and my God. Her elaborate lies and how great they are. <laughs> it's I very mean, strange. It, yeah, it's all tracks. Yeah. 1992. It's a, it's a, yeah, in 92, it tracks. Um, Goldie, Nora, Goldie Nora Hawn is, special? <laughs> well, it's a Frank Oz special. Um, Goldie Hawn is perfect as the sort of kind of wacky one in this. And Steve Martin is good. But it's just, you know, it's very down the middle. There's not a whole lot of, uh, you know, standout moments or anything like that. Yeah, so I don't know how you feel about this. Often I get too caught up. Like, I'm... I want to watch something so like the estate comes to mind because I just watched it and I'm like oh look what do the reviews say like and I just like look and it's just like a cursory look at like I'm to be a rotten tomato well rotten tomatoes more or like whatever I mean I try to find like critics that I like like I always look at A Dowd and stuff like that yeah, yeah. and uh I find myself like not watching a lot of things because they don't have like you know excellent reviews I know it's the opposite of you and James. You guys <laughs> like just feed off <laughs> fucking nuclear waste, but our wasteoids. Um, my new thing is like if I just like see something that I'm interested, in, I'm just gonna watch it. Like mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't even want to want to look it up. Right. Like sure, I was disappointed by the estate. Eh, it's a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> wasted a little bit yeah, of my life. I wasted an hour and a half of my life, you know. But I saw it. <laughs> So that's something. Check, check that out. Because often I get like, uh, what's the word? It's like you have like choice, fa not fatigue. Just think, you could have been using that time to watch Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I should watch that. 
I'll I'll get to Saving Private. I'll watch Saving Private Ryan. We should probably this, just do it on the show. At some I'll point. watch Saving Private Ryan this year. Ooh, okay. You heard it here first, folks. That's a promise. I am not watching Ironclad. Forrest Gump. Yeah, you don't have to. I don't want to. Yeah, we'll leave that. And up. I'm not watching Braveheart. But you're watching Avatar 2. <laughs> right? Okay. I'll Agreed. watch Avatar 2 at home in chunks. <laughs> yeah, segments. 15 minute segments. As I nod off. And if I fall asleep, I'm not catching up to what. I'll set a timer. <laughs> not rewinding it to where you were. No. You'd be, I'm sure it'd be hard to figure out where you were anyway. So much blue. A lot of blue. Stuff. There's so much blue. Wait, is this it? This underwater part? <laughs> it's all blue. If they were in the right situation, would they be invisible underwater? I don't know. Sure. <laughs> in the right shade of water, I guess. I don't know. I don't <laughs> want to watch this movie to find out. <laughs> but somehow I think we might. So anyway, you liked House Sitter a lot. Loved it. No, it was fine. It was. It, what, it was eh. what movie am I thinking of? Man of the House. Man of the House. Which one was that? Oh, I'm think in my Sinbad's in my head. Yeah, Man of the House. Is that Man? Sh of, oh no, shit. is that is that Sinbad? Uh, well, let's look it up here. Man of the House. No, it's Chevy Chase and JTT. Okay. Remember when Jonathan Taylor Thomas was a Farrah Fawcett? Yeah, yeah, he was. He was the man. Or the boy. Yeah, for like a minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, let's uh, let's move on. Let's get into talking about this week's film, 1974's Busting. And let's roll that trailer, if there is one. If not, you're going to hear Tim the Taylor, Tim the Toolman Taylor. Busting is not a pretty word. Sorry to have to tell you this, but uh, you're under arrest. Busting is not a pretty job. <laughs> Busting won't win you any medals. Busting just might get you killed. Busting. It's the dirty work that has to be done. And it takes a special kind of cop to do it. Their names are Keneally and Farrell. I think you men are despicable. Oh, and you're a cops guy, right? Whether they're after a worthless punk. I got a right to make a phone call. You got a right to breathe. Or the king of a million dollar empire. Good evening, Mr. Dynamite. Very nice to see you. The name of the game is still the same. Busting. All right, so 1974, Busting, directed by Peter Hyams, starring Elliot Gould, Robert Blake, Alan Garfield, Antonio Fargus shows up in the scene, Michael Lerner is in here, Sid Haig. Um, this, uh, well, let's go through the synopsis. Two Los Angeles Vice Squad officers find themselves up against their corrupt superiors when they try to bring a crime boss to justice. During the course of their investigation, the two cops disguise themselves as gay men and raid a gay bar. That's part of the synopsis of the Where film? Where are you reading this? This is off of Letterboxd. Mm, that seems like whoever wrote this has an agenda. <laughs> They're like, just so you know what kind of film this is. What kind of filth you're about to watch. <laughs> Why don't these... That's a very odd thing to... Well, I, I wonder if they were trying to like make you think it's oh it's kind of similar to like cruising with al pacino or something it's like that not. it's not <laughs> uh, yeah a weird synopsis um 
so yeah, I had uh, I'd only heard about this movie somewhat recently, and I'd heard a couple of things about it. Well, one was that it was a very a very early example of the buddy cop comedy sort of action thing. Um, I think the only other one that maybe preceded this was Freebie and the Bean with James Caan. Mm, Freebie and the Bean. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, I'm curious about that. But also, well, I love Elliot Gould. Wasn't there like, wasn't there like buddy sheriff movies like Cowboys and shit? Like, I don't know. John Wayne and his fucking and his little sidekick. Buddies. <laughs> I don't know. That's something uh, for a greater conversation. But um, and then the other thing is, I heard the act, the action set pieces were were pretty well done in this. So I was like, okay, I'm curious about this. Um, but this is a weird movie. Want to know my opinion? Yeah, I fucking loved it. Did you? Yeah, nice. Like the entire time, I was like, ah, should I tell James to watch this movie? <laughs> and I didn't. Yeah. And then today I told him, like, you should watch it. Oh, really? I'm like, it's an hour and a it half. It is an hour and a half, so it's not... It's not uh, I'm like, I think James is going to, like... I'm like, I think you're going to love the dialogue. Yeah. I think he, he, you're going to love the the acting in it. Like, mm -hmm. it's just like... I don't know. Um, now, is it an action movie? Should it be on the list? That's something. Yeah, well, I mean, I think by 70s standards, it is an action movie. It is. I, I, I was completely charmed by the film. Yeah? Like, I... First of all, we can start with Elliot Gould and uh, and, his fucking, and Robert Blake. And his lovely mustache. They're great together. They are great Robert together. Robert Blake, fuck. Unlike, unlike his wife, who he was acquitted of murdering, <laughs> he killed this role. <laughs> he definitely killed this role. Yeah, no, they're really good together. Really good chemistry, and you can see the influence of the buddy cop stuff. It actually kind of made me think of the nice guys a little bit, the way they play Very off each other. It's funny. They're so yeah. funny together. Like their interactions. Like the the Elliot Gould's always like chewing gum. He's like this big tall like he makes reference to like how he's he's like this big tall jewish guy like you know he's he's got this whole like i don't know he's like cool yeah elliot gould's Elliot's always cool. Cool. In the 70s, cool in the 70s was there a cooler actor than elliot gould no nah, he's cool and then like robert blake is like more like the more like the straight guy yeah but he's hilarious. Like he's totally well, deadpan. Well, they're always like doing bits. Like they do bits against their fucking uh, whoever the, you know they're commanding uh, their captain or whoever. And the captain's they like bits, in on it though. They do bits against the criminals that they're. They're like, doing bits when they're alone. Yeah. On yeah. stakeout. Yeah. Robert Blake always somehow has this giant board to play cards on. <laughs> yeah, he, he has it. He, with he has it in the bathroom, and then he has it like in the like, there's a there's a. Uh, a part when they're they're on a stakeout in a public bathroom yeah. at a park or something like that because you know sex and <laughs> he has this same board later on where he's playing like solitaire on in the hospital he didn't bring that board with him yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't think so he's no, not well, where'd it that around? board come from man <laughs> yeah well and then elliot gould's got his comic books that he's got for like boring stakeouts Actually, and stuff like comic that. books comic books play like a bigger role in the movie in like the dialogue and in like the jokes when um what's the like oh yeah michael lerner no uh alan garfield is is rizzo the guy they're after oh, yeah rizzo yeah when he's, he's like calling them captain marvel and, and shazam, shazam. And, yeah and then <laughs> there's even a line when they get the shit beat out of them um the the guy who's beating them up even has like a a line like he's like 
something about Marvel or whatever. I can't remember. Yeah, he said, oh, it's a message from Rizzo. He said something about, here you go, Captain Marvel or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's pretty good. And this is all from the guy who made Sudden Death. Yeah, Peter Hyams. Well, man, and talk about, again, talk about interesting directing careers because he's made just a strange group of movies. Like, he did 2010, the sequel to uh, Space Odyssey. He did Time Cop, which we did on the yeah. show, of course. End of Days with Schwarzenegger. Yeah. The Relic, which I kind of like, actually. Um, he did Outland, the weird space sheriff movie with Sean Connery. Yes. Um, he did the buddy cop movie Running Scared, with uh, which I want to do on the show at some point with Billy Crystal and, and Gregory Hines. Um, he did Stay Tuned with John Ritter, where he travels through the dimensions of the different TV channels. I've never seen that. Man, I loved that movie as a kid. Anyway, strange career, but um, he's a guy that also knows how to shoot action. I mean, you see that in this movie. The, the few sequences there are, I thought were really cool the way they were executed chase the chase sequences were rad yeah like through that market and stuff that whole shootout sequence and the shootout and chase. yeah the shootout in like the wet market yeah. is great like and the way that the camera is like running backwards ahead of the guys as they're coming like it, it was really cool it's a really good movie like it's really <laughs> well put together it's in mm-hmm. does it drag a little bit by 1970 standards i would say absolutely not yeah, not by seventy standards. I think I feel like there's parts that James will find boring. But oh, well, you know what? That's James. Don't, he's not <laughs> even here to speak for himself. Who do you think he is? You think he's a ghost host? He's the or, ghost host or, this or week. War Child? We talk <laughs> shit about that. We don't talk shit about James. Yeah, well, I'm not talking shit. I'm just saying I think he'll uh, there'll be parts that he might find boring. But overall, I think he'll end up liking it. Um, so we'll just make up scores for him and <laughs> add them to the board. Uh, but there is also just some weird tonal stuff. Like there's, it's very comedic for a lot of the movie, but then the movie ends on like a pretty nihilistic, as 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 was pretty typical in the seventies, ends in a pretty kind of nihilistic way. Well, it, says, it ends like in a realistic way. <laughs> yes, yeah, a realistic way, but uh, one that I didn't let's see, really see coming based on no. the tone of the movie beforehand. I thought, yeah, I, I they actually do a couple they they do a couple things that differently than I expected. Like I thought. Uh, there's there's the scene when they get beat up, like yeah. they get taken. Yeah. I thought the the normally Elliot Gould would get murdered, right, killed there or something like that. But then they don't do that, and then you think Robert then Blake's going to yeah, get murdered. Definitely thought Blake was dead, and then he's not dead. They just both got beat up. But like you, it, I didn't feel like it was like a in a bad way. We we're like, oh well, that's like you, sometimes you feel right. cheated, right? Yeah, yeah, I didn't feel cheated. No, I was kind of glad he was still alive. I was, I was very like, glad. I need these guys to keep keep up with the the patter. The patter. But like they the, even have a bit in that. They even have a joke in there where he's got his cigarette that he's always he always he Robert Blake always has an unlit cigarette. Yeah, and he got his unlit cigarette in his mouth. It's all smashed. All smashed up. And it's like, <laughs> why does he have a cigarette he still in his has mouth it. though? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I definitely thought he was going to be dead when he came up on that car with him. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I love the period. I love. We know we've talked about it a lot. The grimy New York of the 70s and 80s in movies is just the fucking best to hang out yeah, in. Wait, is, this is like Los Angeles? No, I think this is New York City. I'm pretty sure. Didn't seem like New York. Oh, you're right. No, you're right. It is Los Angeles. Yeah, I thought Sorry. it was Los Angeles. Sorry about that. Yeah, fuck you. But actually, that's kind of another thing that we've talked about a couple of times, too, is like how there aren't as many of the CDLA type movies. No. Those are fun, too, when they show up. Um. But we got to do Vice Squad at some point on the show with Wings Hauser. That's like the the seediest LA movie. Put it on the list. Uh, yeah, I will. But um, 
Yeah, I don't know. This it's got all the funny stuff you want from a buddy cop movie, like the way that they interact with the captain guy and just like bust his balls and okay, stuff. So that's great. The way they 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 have like called into the office, get reamed out. They're just like making jokes the entire time. I like how like they're the the captain's like offering them cigars. And, yeah, yeah. And because he ordered them and they taste like shit, and they won't even take one. To help him out, <laughs> yeah, because he's like, he's pretty much like, he, please, please take like, one, and he's they're like, no, no fuck <laughs> you. But then he's the same captain who later on they're getting like not reamed out, but like they've just gone through everything. They well, they keep trying to bust this Rizzo guy, yeah, and they, like they're yeah. they're it's there's a corrupt sort of element in the police force. So oh, yeah, they keep getting turned away from making busts and all this stuff. I mean, they're they're also really shitty cops who do really shitty things in the movie, but like But by 1974, not by standards. Yeah. They're, you know, like they're hassling sex workers. They're they, you know, the gay bar yeah, scene has got some problematic stuff in it's, it. It's it's definitely not appropriate for for now. Like you right. wouldn't have made from 2020. There's a lot of eyes. words that you wouldn't say. Right. Um but I thought when, that was funny though, like the dance scene and stuff. It's hilarious, <laughs> but it's 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 all it's it's really funny, and I like how like they're when they're yeah when they're dancing with each other, mm-hmm. and like they're pretending to be a couple. Yeah, and, and they're like they're like no, and, Antonio Fargas uh, Huggy Bear is like trying to break in. Yeah, and he's like he's like no like I don't know I just, I bought it, but um, after they have the the big shootout, which they shouldn't have been a part of. Yeah, and. Oh, that no, they do some other stuff the, anyway. The, the brawl the, though, the the brawl in the bar is really the funny. bar in the brawl is. I love the way it was edited with like it had like the red light and just like the way that it was put together. And then Blake, is it Blake that throws somebody through the window? He throws somebody stuff. through the window, and that's when the cops and the come cops in. all come in. Then. Oh no, I, yeah, whatever. Um, but they're they're out like in the park talking to their captain while their captain's eating like hot peanuts. <laughs> And the captain's like talking to them and they're like having a conversation almost with each other and it's like around what the captain is saying. Yeah. But like they are like taking in what he's saying, but not like really acknowledging. But in that moment, they're all just buddies. Like, like there's no animosity between them. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, we we're so stupid. We should have figured this out. And they realize what where they need to go. And they just leave the captain. It's like, oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, then he's like reassigning them like they're getting punished like. Okay, you guys, now we're going to... There's some kind of pervert hanging out in these bathrooms at the park. You got to go down there and stake it out. They are in... They, they stake out that bathroom for like 15 minutes of the film. <laughs> yeah. And you think, oh, this is like... Nothing, nothing happens. Nothing happens. I actually just like think, reading comics and making jokes and stuff. I think they actively don't want to arrest anybody. No, no. They don't care about that. He's, they don't care about all these busts, right? Like, they're just trying to do it... Anything they can to get to it to um, what's his face Rizzo here Rizzo. Well, they're sleeping outside his house. Yeah, when they fall asleep on their stakeout. Like, <laughs> well, they're not supposed to be. They, they just they're work not even all supposed day. to be there. Yeah, <laughs> they're trying to do that on their own time. But there is, of course, all that like typical cop movie stuff of like, well, you know, the ends justifies the means kind of oh, thing. Yeah. Like, you got to do this stuff so you can make the bust and whatever. But he, they're also upset though because like, so there is the part where they. You know, they, they try to bust this this prostitute and they can't bust her because she works for Rizzo. Yeah. So they instead of, you know, uh, you know, putting somebody behind bars who deserves it and they're, you know, because of the law, or whatever, um, they're told to go deal with this gay bar. 
Yeah. They don't want to deal with this. No, yeah. This is like, they don't care about this. No, they don't care. Because it's like, to them, they're like, this isn't hurting anybody. But but I also thought that was hilarious when like, Elliot Gold pulls out his badge and is like, okay, nobody do anything with the police. And then they they just get the shit kicked out of them them by everybody. Well, then the judge makes fun of (laughs) A f- like makes a joke about it later. Yeah, when they're like, it seems like the they can handle themselves. All the you know, all the men in the gay bar. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, they don't care about any of that shit. All they care about is like Boston Rizzo. Yeah, <laughs> it's, they're singularly focused on that, and I respect that. He and Rizzo, of course, tries to buy them off, and they're just like, "No, you can't buy us." Oh no. man, this the the dialogue when they're at the boxing ring. Uh, when he's watching the fighter and they're talking, yeah, I was like, "This is so good. This script is so good." I I thought, yeah, but I think this is kind of up my alley for sure. Like this yeah. is like very in my wheelhouse of not just films, but like the type of dialogue and the back and forth is like it's just what I love. So I don't know I kind of had me there. Yeah, yeah, because uh, it could have been a lot. It could have been very boring. It could have been gone nowhere. Well, I think, you know, it, it could have been really boring if you didn't have such good chemistry between these two leads, like the way that they play off each other. You just always want to watch what they're doing, whether they're hanging out in the bathroom or they're at the sex, sto- like the sex uh, smut oh. shop or like they're whatever, you know. But I feel like the, the what really knocks it out for this movie is the is is the dialogue and it's the it's the acting mm-hmm. like. It's so casual. It's so natural when they're talking to the dentist. Like yeah. it's all yeah. just, it's all just so casual. Like that casual as in like, it's a casual situation, but like it feels so natural. It feels so natural the way they're all talking to each other. Rizzo, the way they talk to Rizzo and mm-hmm. Rizzo, I feel like, oh yeah. He's just like amused by them. He's like, like this is like funny for him. Yeah. These he, are like little, these are little like they're ant. I and mean, he even talks about that, how like they're, they're like, they're nothing. They're beneath him. Yeah. He's like, you know, yeah, you're going to make your little money busting your $10 hookers and blah, blah, blah. And I'll still be here. And I mean, that really comes around, of course, when we get to the end, which we'll, we'll talk about in a minute. But um, he's kind of always pointing out the futility of their work to them. like, And he's right. He's right. Yeah. He's absolutely <laughs> right. Because even they're if they're making all these silly little sex busts that are, you know, are meaningless. And, and also Rizzo has a point. He's like, so, so the, the girl takes her shirt off her top off. I don't see any of my customers complaining. You know, this John wants to go with the trick. Who's he hurting? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm with them, like drugs, everything. Like, why, why is this all happening? It, it doesn't matter. It's all, no one's really getting hurt in a lot of those situations. And yeah. Or, yeah. At least as, as depicted in the movie, but as depicted in the movie, I'm not yeah. talking about like mm-hmm. real, real stuff, but yeah. Uh, the sex shop scene is hilarious too. I love how like they're always kind of easily picked out as cops. But like, he's not picked out. Well, Gould isn't because he's the cool one. But, that's but Robert Blake, as soon as he comes in and he starts looking at the books or whatever, uh, that's Michael Lerner who's running the shop and yeah. he's like, yeah, I got this sense. I could sense a fucking vice cop from 100 feet away. But <laughs> I think that's what's also so great about it is that they're playing off of the stereotypes. Yeah, yeah. Of like these two different kinds of characters. One is super cool. Yeah. And the other one knows he's going to get like, and he's just trying to get the guy's attention. 
so that uh, yeah, Gould can Gould go do his do. thing. Yeah. And Gould, Gould's like a little bit like, like a McNulty. Like, I'm surprised Gould isn't having <laughs> sex with these prostitutes. Yeah, he doesn't cross that line. He's getting a massage from the one girl in the one scene. Oh, um, but then he gets the shit kicked out of But like an him. actual massage. Yeah, and that's when he gets the shit kicked out of him. Um, yeah, he doesn't actually have sex with the prostitutes. But he's like, he's, you know, he's laid back about it. He's cool. But I like, but I like that these people are like, you know, like, what are you hassling me for? Like, take, okay, fine. You know, take a free fucking porno magazine when you leave or whatever. He's like trying to get the cop to just leave. Like, you know, you're going to bug my clients. Take a magazine. Fuck off. Yeah. But but like the reality of the situation is, okay, let's talk about, like, let's, let's take about all the, um, the pain and misery that's caused by the peripheral of all of this drug and crime activity. Was, they don't do drugs. Oh, yeah, there's that's the whole point. But um, everything's like le- that shit is legal now. <laughs> More or less. Yeah. More or less. I mean, like porno shops, those aren't you, everything's the there. porno shop was fine. It's like, you know, they're running stuff well, out of the back, right? Like really, yeah, running. but like it's, it's just like morality's changed now. Everything's a bit more like okay. And it's like he's right. It's like fuck. Just like leave us alone. Let's it's just like finally this. you could run a, a smut shop without being hassled, yeah. and now no one wants to walk into one anymore because <laughs> there's no be reason to. Dead in a sm- <laughs> buy that shit on Amazon. You don't want to go in one of those view booths where you put a quarter in and the the thing slides up and there's a lady dancing in there. <laughs> Only if there's three or four other guys I don't know breathing heavily. Exactly. You know what's funny about like just as an aside about like how far we've things have changed since like the 74 like you know, 50 years ago it's like i went to the post office and you can now buy uh like this is, i this is what i think they're for like scent proof baggies to send through the mail <laughs> like mailers that are like uh-huh. scent proof and that's what right. they're advertised as yeah that's gotta be for weed of course you can send weed through the mail and the post office, the Canadian government, as long as it's within Canada, the Canadian government will help you, man. I remember when I had to ship, uh, ship a friend, some weed on the bus, the Greyhound one time what? out to where he was at. Where? He's in Saskatchewan. You sent weed on a bus to Saskatchewan? Sure did. <laughs> did you use your real name? We only had dirt weed out there, John. You got to understand. But it, was hard, you, it was hard to get the real Is shit. it like the States? Like, can you get in more trouble if you like send something across like provincial lines? Back then, I think you would have gotten in some trouble. I don't think it would have been anything. Well, like, not in BC, but in uh, fucking Saskatchewan. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Legalized. Oh, it's been legalized. <laughs> it's been legalized. Uh, but yeah, so... I don't know. There's a lot of great scenes. I did find the tone switching kind of off-putting at times. Like, um, I did think that some of the scenes were kind of mean to watch in 2023. Like the judge, the way he was treating the 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 people from the the gay bar that oh, were busted. Course, yeah, and stuff. but the historical context. No, no, I get it. And I, it I, was I, just a little hard to watch. I totally agree <laughs> with you. Like, it, it is kind of always an issue when watching movies of this type from this era. Yeah, well, I mean, it depends. Like, sometimes, you know, it's weird because 70s in some ways was more progressive before we went into the 80s where things got, you know, the Reagan action films were kind of a different tone than what we were getting in the 70s, which were a little more introspective and a little more... Um, 
I don't know, cynical about government and stuff like that. But I think that's the whole point, though, of these characters, though. They don't care about the girl mm-hmm. doing the, the, you know, turning tricks. No, but they are assholes to, at the same time in order to get what well, they, they want. Because right? deep down, they are still cops. Yeah, <laughs> they are still cops. And it's still a cab. <laughs> so. Well, they are cops up until the end of the film. <laughs> yeah. And then they realized like it was all fucking meaningless. What a finale. <laughs> they they have that they have that pretty cool car chase yeah. sequence. Uh from the hospital where he's moving the heroin in the in the so flower pots. Stu- that's the dumbest part. All of a sudden it's a fucking Polly Shore movie. Yeah. Sid Haig. I wish Sid Haig would have got a little bit more to do in terms of being a henchman. Like I would have liked to see him. Yeah, he runs throw like, down the electric room. Yeah. Um I do like the scene where he's just like, guys. Like, come on, you're not supposed to be here. They're there at the, I love at the, strip, the strip club. And he's like, just a hassle. And he's like, come on, like, fine. God, like, he's like, you're just fucking my dick. He's not, it's not like, you know, a lot of movies would be like, you fucking pigs better get the fuck out of here or I'm going to fuck you up. But yeah. it, it wasn't that at all. It was like, you know, guys, you guys know how this works. Like, we've paid the right people. You're not supposed to be in here causing a problem. You're cops. Like, get out. Yeah, like, we all we all, we all, all know this script. <laughs> yeah. You know how this is going to go. But these two stubborn idiots just won't go with the, won't go with the flow, right? Um, but, yeah, then we get to that finale. We get the car chase, the ambulances. They crash into each other. I'm glad they didn't take out those kids that were crossing the street. Yeah, this wasn't a John Carpenter film. Um, yeah. He would have fucking he would have killed those kids so fast. Um, he would have written that scene just to kill those kids. And so they've got Rizzo. And then, you know, in a typical movie, it's like, okay, they got the bad guy. Yay, he's going to jail. And this movie he just gives them the speech about, yeah, so what? So look, a big fucking deal. Yeah. So let's say you even do make the charges stick. What, I'll go to jail for like a year? Cool, I need a vacation. Like, like you'll still shit. be making like shit wage and doing your stupid little fucking sex game busts and yeah, shit. Yeah, you'll be like, like playing, yeah, footsie in <laughs> bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. And so then we just have this audio finale of we're hearing Elliot Gould like apply for another job or he's saying, or like he's applying to quit the oh yeah, I think it was like going for unemployment or something yeah that, it was something like that so it's like so we realize like oh he just like decided he realized the futility of his job and he's quit he's he's not a cop anymore <laughs> and I get that yeah like, well it would be right like, like, I like get you say that. you're trying to bust real criminals you don't care about the petty sex crime shit and uh there's just no way to actually make any arrests that matter right well there's got to be a, a real a real I don't know what the word would be, but just like almost a pain of being like, you know, you're, I want to go do this job. It pays well. I don't know if it did then, but it pays well. I can support my family, a family. Um, I can actually make a difference. I can do something good. And you're like, yeah, okay. You're a part of it. That's what you Mm -hmm. think. Right. And then you get told by your superiors, like you're like, all right, I'm going to, they wind them up. They're like, go get bad guys. Yeah. And then they get bad guys and they're like, not those bad guys. Not those ones. (laughs) But I mean, that's, that's all through the movie too. Like, um, and even when they are trying to, they, they have the chase scene and those two guys, they they kill the guy at the grocery store. It's pretty bloody. But that was a uh, great scene. Then they shoot the other guy, his fucking eye. It was pretty gory. Like it was was like, yeah, you don't see him get, well, you see a guy go get shot, but then you You see his body body as they run by. Like it's such, it's so good. And then the one guy goes in the building and they get those two other 
you know, street cops to go around the back and they like let the guy go. Right. Like, cause they're, they're dirty or whatever. Yeah. Um, just like the, the, so funny. Cause he's like, you pigs, he's calling them pigs. Yeah. <laughs> he's just yeah. like, you fucking pigs. You just let these guys go. Like what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like at every level. It's just like, eh, you know, like everyone's kind of palms have been greased or, also, at the end of the day, it's just about... And those beat cops, they don't care. They like making those shitty small busts. They feel good about it. Like, oh, also, we made all these pointless busts. They, they, they're they they're old, and they're just shitty cops. Like, they need them. They just get the money. Yeah. You're telling me I just get money from looking the other way? Great. And it's like the wire, you know? We gotta, gotta get those numbers. Speaking of the wire, I started watching... Uh, what is that fucking show? That miniseries. We own the oh, city. Oh yeah, we own the city. I started re I started rewatching it because mm-hmm. I never finished it. Holy shit, is it good? Yeah, it's good. You watch it <laughs> I all? Watched it, yeah. It's so fucking good. Yeah, it's I great. don't know if there's anything else that gives me that feeling like watching like something that those guys like they make like the yeah, wire, the David Simon, David yeah. Simon stuff. Like yeah. just it has this vibe to it. It's like oh okay, yeah, wow. <laughs> Talking about your dirty cops, Jesus. But uh, yeah, based on a true story. Yeah, <laughs> Baltimore guys. Baltimore. Bodymore Murderland. <laughs> um, but yeah, so overall, I mean, I had a pretty good time with this. Uh, love the era, love the vibe, love the filmmaking. Elliot Gould and Robert Blake are fucking awesome. I don't, like, I don't know shit about Robert Blake. I've never honestly really seen him in anything. What was his show that was so popular? Beretta was his like, was like, big about, show. It's a gun show. I never yeah. watched it. Like of all the, of all those like those detective cop shows from the like seventies, eighties, I never watched that one. Yeah, I'd never seen that one. Was that? I think that was the 70s one, wasn't it? Sure. I think it might have even been going he, on at the time that this movie like, was made. He was like a child actor. Yeah, he has been around for a long time. He's still alive. He's yeah. like in his mid-80s. Huh. Apparently he's like a recluse. Well, you know, the whole murdering your wife thing. Yeah, it'll do it. He's like been, a ba- in the, been in the media quite He's a like bit. bankrupt. Yeah. Oh, well. Shouldn't have killed your wife. Shouldn't have killed your wife, man. Uh, he was busted. He was busted. <laughs> It's sort also of. hard to call this movie bust, busting, busting, because I want to say busting, busting. Yeah, it should be busting, man. It should man. be busting. Yeah, for sure. Busting, <laughs> busting. They probably were like, let's call it busting, and then people were like, no. The studio was like, no, it's going to f- be busting. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. Where did you learn English? That's not English. <laughs> it's busting. It's what you'll be doing. Busting. <laughs> This, um, will, this yeah. will be a bust at the box office from what you said. Yeah, it was a total flop, apparently, um, which is why we, we never heard of it. Until I recently. can see that because it's like this doesn't have any of the grandiose like of the. Yeah, the, it doesn't it doesn't end on a fucking up note, I don't think, um, you know, like it doesn't have that sort of triumphant. We got the bad guy thing. Uh so I could see why the audience wouldn't have necessarily liked it at the time, but I don't know. I would have thought that that era of films would have prepared them for an ending like this one. Maybe but it was too short. It was kind of short for a, for this type of movie from that that time period. Yeah. If it was like maybe four hours long, <laughs> or at least two. Like what's the movie I watched? Like Prince of the City. Have you ever seen that? No, you were talking about that not too long ago. Oh, he's like three and a half hours, four hours long. Fucking no, it was too long. Maybe it's like two and a half hours. It's too long though. Uh, oh yeah, who was that? Lou May or somebody that did that? City Lou yeah. Treat Williams, Bob Balaban's in it. It's two hours and forty-seven minutes. Oh, 
You know what's longer than two hours and 47 minutes? Mm. Avatar 2. <laughs> what's the longest movie you've ever watched? That's a good question. Your fucking documentary doesn't count. No, yeah. I mean, Lawrence of Arabia is pretty fucking long. Um, that's like four hours, isn't it? Good, the Bad, and the Ugly is pretty long. We did that that's on the show. That's pretty long. So, Prince of the City yeah. is two hours and 47 minutes long. Okay. Yeah. It's a good chunk. And I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go see a movie next weekend. That's two hours and forty nine minutes long. Holy fuck! What's that? John Wick Four. Oh right. Is that next weekend already? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Holy shit! Isn't it? I hope you're right. I'm. Yeah. Damn. Might have to make a podcast trip to that one. Twenty uh, fourth. Is it twenty fourth next week? No. A couple weeks. Away That's yet. the week after. Yeah. A couple weeks oh, off. Yeah. Fuck my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go see Scream Oh yeah Scream That six. opens this weekend mm. Hey should we rate this thing? We should uh, I didn't put my numbers in yet here Alright so I gave this movie A reaction of a 7 It could probably be higher But overall it's 7.2 I mean pretty solid Pretty solid film I think Oh that's my numbers you're looking at Oh okay <laughs> I gave it an 8 and a 7.4 That's right And I was a 7 and a 7.2 So just a little below you uh, Yeah Good like, flick, good movie, good to do a 70s era action movie. I feel like we haven't done one in quite a while, actually. And we, it's definitely an era we need to dive more into. Um, we've had a lot of focus on 80s and 90s stuff, which is great. But uh, I think we need to check out a few more older older films, too. Do you wonder what movies this is tied with? Hmm. Do you want me to start at 39 or at 46? <laughs> Let's start from, the, start from the top, from the higher. Assault on Precinct 13. Oh, here we go. Predator, Drunken Master 2, Commando, Project A, Last Action Hero, Ong Back, and Edge of Tomorrow. Wow. They're all tied. They're all the same. (laughs) This is a popular number for us. Um, Man, that is a tough one. I don't want to. I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) This is depressing. Like, why does it? Why can't it just be there? Like, why can't it just be like all of these all movies these are, are 39? <laughs> no, we can't, John. Because like it's we got to make the tough choices. That's what the that's what the listeners we're making need the, us to do. But we're making the tough choice right now in this moment. Yeah. Tomorrow we could wake up and feel completely different. It's and true. then what? But it doesn't really matter. But it's written down on this Excel but spreadsheet. That, but we know it doesn't. That's matter. not Excel. <laughs> we can't afford Excel. This is a, this is a Google Doc. <laughs> Um, okay, run it down again. Assault All on right. Precinct 13. Starting from the top, Assault on Precinct 13, Predator, Predator Drunken Master 2, Commando, Project A, Last Action Hero, Ong Back, Edge of Tomorrow. And I know we both agree a lot of these movies should be a lot higher. Yeah. yeah. At the same time, all movies should be higher. <laughs> a lot Let's of just keep bumping them up. Uh, I guess I would put. If I was forced to play, find a spot, I guess I'd put it after Ong Back and before. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow, maybe? Uh, I couldn't in good conscience put this behind Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, oh, I said before oh, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, you're saying you would you would put this behind Edge of Tomorrow? Uh, yeah, I was saying, sorry, I can't put this ahead of Edge of Tomorrow. Like, Edge of Tomorrow is great. It's so fucking good. I'm just right now, I'm just going by my mood at this moment, and that's for me. So, well, this, I, well, if I die before I wake, 
We're gonna have to flip a coin because we're tied here. Uh, we're gonna. Well, you want it. By, you want it after Edge of Tomorrow. I want it before Edge of Tomorrow. Tie goes to the guest, and since you pick this movie, I'm the guest. <laughs> oh wow, that's some some trickery. Okay. I don't give a All shit. Right. Fucking right. put it on Patreon. Somebody can else can decide. No, no, we're not gonna worry about it. We'll put it after Edge of Tomorrow, and it'll be the new number what? Forty. Six. Number 46. Seven. 47. 47. Want to know what's in, in front of? Uh, what's a... What's seven. So that's 7.3, 7.2. Hmm. We've got Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Mm-hmm. Great fucking movie. Cop Shop and Baby Driver. For a second, I thought Cop Shop was that uh, Cop Out movie. I'm like, we didn't do that movie. Which one's Cop Shop? <laughs> cop Shop was the uh, Gerard, Jerry Butts. He's in prison. Uh, the whole thing takes place in the jail. It's got all the different assassins and Toby rem- Huss. I don't even remember it. Come on. It was a fun movie. I don't remember any of these movies. <laughs> it's all in and out. It's in and out. It's gone. It's all right. So new number 47, Busting. Busting. Check it out. Uh, if you can find it, it's out there. There is a Blu-ray out there now. It's a fun movie. If you like Elliot Gould, it's a must-watch. Who doesn't like Elliot Gould? Yeah. What the fuck's the matter with you? Fucking monsters. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, we love you guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, check us out on Letterboxd. Check us out on Instagram. Don't bother checking us out on Facebook. And uh, if you feel like it, uh, join up on the Patreon. It's going to be back up and running. Okay, thanks a lot. Guys, guys.